Welcome to the Ford and Ford podcast. This series is to showcase and profile some of the interesting and wonderful people I have come to know over 20 years of being in financial services. We are a financial planning business that is proud of its personality and believe that this is key to forming long-standing relationships. In this episode, I talked to John Mullen, owner of Stone Hair Salon in Kingston. We met for a chat over coffee following a photo shoot with Kat Garcia. My dog Mick felt the conversation was not so interesting, so you can hear him snoring throughout the recording. I talked to John about his journey from Belfast to building a collection of fashion and lifestyle businesses. John is a passionate guy and occasionally uses some colourful language, so if you're easily offended, this one's probably not for you. So, John. Yeah. John Mullen. Mr Mullen. (laughs) So John cuts my hair and has done for many years. However, we've become friends over the years. Because I I don't know how long I've known you. Maybe 15 years, maybe more? Maybe more, Pete. I'd Um, like to think you're still like on the waiting list of the friends thing. Okay, (laughs) so we've not progressed that far. (laughs) (laughs) Only building up to it. Okay. You're moving down my spreadsheet then. Yeah. <laughs> but you. <laughs> so um, I've no, you know I've known you for running Stone yeah. on Old London Road in Kingston, and from when you had the little shop next door to where so you are. So that's gotta now. be that's gotta be more than fifteen years, eh? Because we've been in there sixteen years. Yeah. So 2002, we moved to Kingston. So it's been a long time anyway. Very long time. But you're, I suppose, well-known around Kingston. You've got quite a distinctive-looking guy. I try to go a little bit under, underground, but yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> um, it but it's hard to pop out and buy a sandwich <laughs> these days. <laughs> In addition to running the shop, you, you have a lot going on. So there's you have quite a lot of different projects yeah I do um, so t- tell us about that so what um, at the moment what is your current what's the empire look like at the moment fine yeah I think it's that for me Pete it's always about like doing what you enjoy so we have the salon uh, which obviously is the main thing and always has been I mean I'm a hairdresser fundamentally but we've also got our own grooming kind of skincare range which have developed over time. And then we have, we recently uh, relocated the shop from Soho, which is a lifestyle clothing stop, shop. Uh, bought the premises next door to the salon, over lockdown, I moved it in there. That's also got quite a good online presence, so we do a lot with that. Um, and before really lockdown, I used to do quite a lot more editorial work as well, which involved a lot of traveling and photo shoots and stuff like that. But that's kind of quietened down, but hopefully that'll pick up again. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we have our own product range. We have our, uh, yeah, I mean, it's quite diverse, Pete, but I guess it's all things around which we enjoy and which we like. And uh, For me, I guess, really, it's about... Uh, I guess building it up 
around things that can extend from where we're at. I guess with doing all the editorial work and the fashion work and stuff like that, that's probably how we ended up with the lifestyle store. Yeah. How so? Was it just being around those brands and shooting them? And enjoying it. Yeah. And enjoying, you know, a bit of clobber and, you know, having an appreciation for things, I guess. Uh, and I guess we started by getting into the products and at the same time when we get into the products we thought well if we're going to sell a little bit of our own stuff we could also do things to tie in with our own stuff and from there it kind of grew yeah uh, and then we ended up with the shop and the online store but it wasn't ever none of it's ever been planned Pete and I think that's kind of <laughs> you know I think people get into business to do business yeah I've never really done that. I've kind of always went about it the other way around. Even with the products, I never planned on, you know. Yeah, the other thing, we make all of our own products, don't we? So we actually hand make them ourselves, as you know. So the wax and... Well, we, I mean, Pete, you know, you're behind the times, man. We've moved on from a wax. You know, we've got like eye gels, moisturizers, <laughs> face washes now. Wow. <laughs> Uh, the incense does really well. We've yeah. got our own scents. Uh, we've recently also started doing our own coffee roast. So it's all about branding, I think, and doing things that, like I love coffee, you know that. Uh, you see the machine we have at the shop, and I kind of think if you're going to do things, you kind of you build them around your own lifestyle. That's what I've always done. And that's kind of worked for me. I mean, you know how much I love my denim and stuff like that. We do a lot of real hardcore denim brands at the shop which, you know, I think there's some of them we might be one of the only two stockists in the UK for. Yeah. But it's what we're into and it's what we like. It's not mainstream. It's not about necessarily making money, but I think if you're good enough for what you do and you enjoy what you do, the money will come afterwards. Yeah. And that's kind of always how I've kind of looked at it. And as I was saying, I know we've diversified there, but even with the product range, you know, I was always doing the shoots, I was always getting sent products, I've always understood products because I've worked with them since I was 15. And, you know, it, it, for me, it, it was kind of like, uh, I started off making beard oil, and beard bam, Pete, not wax, beard bam. <laughs> My apologies. <laughs> That's quite all right, Pete, we'll let that one, <laughs> we'll let that one fly for now. Obviously, my education isn't going very well. well what's this wax that I've got in my moustache That's right moustache now? wax. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, we'll give you that one. It's a wax. <laughs> uh, you, I've lost my trainer where we were going with it. Yeah, I didn't plan to get into doing that. And that kind of happened because I wasn't happy with anything that was on the market. I think, uh, and when I started researching it, it was just about people really cutting corners. Yeah. And then you were getting a product which wasn't so good. So I started making my own with probably more expensive oils, 100% uh, essential rather than like cheaper oils which you cut up. And, uh, and then we ended up with a really good product. And obviously, as you know, Lauren uh, came to me one day and went, you know, it's a great product, John, and everyone wants it, but you can't sell it. And I was like, well, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, because I think there's rules in these things. So we looked into it, which we always do. Uh, and then uh, 
Yeah, I had to have it EU certified and lab tested and stuff, which was all new to me, Pete and stuff. I remember I'd never you did. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that was actually, well, I don't know. I guess for me, I'm kind of like, if I mean it, I think I have ADHD. Well, I know I have ADHD. And I think for me, when I'm into something and I enjoy it, I can be good at it. Where if I'm not, I'm shocking. Yeah. You know, I just, I'm not interested. I don't really care. Like the tax forms we were talking about this morning. <laughs> <laughs> Can't be bothered. But that's okay. And I think, you know, the longer I've been in business, the more I've kind of like understood that and recognized that. And now I, I don't really worry about it anymore. Whereas it used to worry me. Yeah. And I think now what I've done, for me, I always identify what I don't want to do. I get someone else to do it. You know, and I think that's really, you know, the key to enjoying what you do. It's a key to life, isn't it? Like if you if you're not good at something or or you you can't do it or you naturally it doesn't flow for you, employ someone if you can to do it who's really good at it. Like well, you know the relationship me and Lauren had for like yeah. thirteen, fourteen years. He's just recently left, but we got Tom on board and he's you know, we train him up to do the same thing and I still have that relationship with Laura and like I said, where she'll come in and still help me out and stuff. So for me, it's always about like things that I'm not good at. It's cool. Pass it on. Or things that I don't want to do or if I'm monotonous, you know. I mean, I'd rather go down. And, like when we were doing the products, I remember before lockdown, it was getting really busy on the run up to Christmas prior to... I don't know, when was that, two, 18 months ago? That Christmas before. Trying, yeah, annoying. haven't we all? But you know what I mean? Yeah. That one. <laughs> we were getting a lot of orders in. And all of a sudden, I was busy making things all the time. Yeah. I thought, nah, hold on a minute. This ain't cool. And I wasn't enjoying it. Yeah. Uh, and also, I was busy because that's my busiest time of year at the salon and at the shop and stuff as well. And I just, I remember thinking, I can't do this. Because it takes the fun out of it. You know, when I went in there, it used to be like a little, you know, like I'd just go into a cook-up and it would be fun and I would be enjoying and learning and it would be, you know, and all of a sudden I was just producing and it completely took the fun out of it for me. Uh, so I think it's, yeah, for me, it's always been about identifying the things that don't let it turn into a chore. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if it does, you're doing something wrong. It's very sound advice. Well, <laughs> it really is, because it's, yeah, it's what I'm it's not struggling with. <laughs> I think when you first start out, though, and you've, you're kind of thinking about um, bringing in the money, when you're, you know, to actually sort of let go and say, well, actually... I need to get someone else to do that because then you can then free up time to spend on the things that then will generate more income into the business or what you're good at Pete and exactly, I think you yeah. know it's not always about generating more money I think for me there's a lot of pro like the book we're working on at the minute uh, you know there is no money in that for me but it'll be a really beautiful thing to do yeah it helps build our brand it was like when we done our own roast coffee it helps build the brand if you read our reviews on Google, everyone talks about our coffee. Yeah. So why not sell it to them? So we branded it up. We're still using the same coffee, which we've used in-house for like 20 odd years. 
and it's actually really taken off. But we've done it in a really nice way. Yeah. You know, we got the branding right on it, and I think it's just about, as I said before, if you enjoy something like that, you know how much I love my coffee. As we sit here drinking I mean, instant. <laughs> Not cool, Pete, but hey, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. I've let you down. Just a little bit, Pete. Yeah. Next time I'll bring my own. <laughs> Cat has a very nice vanilla chai going on though. Mm. Well, that'll be the next thing probably. I am actually looking into teas as well. But that's a, that's another thing. I think what I'm saying is that um, I think it can be quite nerve-wracking when you're kind of balancing actually earning yourself and then thinking, well, you know, if I, I could be employing someone to do all of the stuff that I'm not very good at or don't enjoy doing, which then frees you up time to do the stuff that you enjoy doing and do your core roles within your business in a way that's better I get your you, clients get a better... I think maybe for me, right, I've never ever worked in a corporate environment. No. I've started the business when I was 21, didn't I? And I think uh, it's been really, really diverse for me in the sense of like, I've learned as I've went along. And you got to remember, I've been doing it a long time. Yeah. Uh, that doesn't mean I know everything by any means, but I think, you know, I guess... I don't worry. That's good. <laughs> I kind of find it a waste of time. Uh, and that probably goes back to maybe, like, I don't know, I kind of keep, just try and keep it winging the day. That goes back to more personal things with me and how I live my life and do things. And I don't think, for me, I guess I am lucky, Pete. I am, when I look back on it, because I've obviously got a situation going on where... I can pay the bills. I'm not greedy. And I think that, you know, as long as I can pay the bills, I'm cool with everything. Yeah. Do you understand what I mean? And I'm in a situation where I built it up that, you know, I think we'll always kind of be okay just trotting along. Yeah. But we won't ever just trot along, will we? Because we're always kind of chasing or looking at or developing just trying to make things a little bit better in a nicer environment for people I mean I don't know I think like, there's, there's two like I kind of think of it right when people come to our shop they don't just come for a haircut haircut's 50% off it but they become because they want the whole environment the lifestyle that goes with it what we're about who we are as people I mean it's interesting you know I think you only ever build the clientele that you want or like. Yeah. People are only going to come to you because they gravitate towards you as people. Yeah. In opposed to like, you know, if I worked in a corporate environment or a salon where there was targets, yeah. where I had to sell products to everyone that walked through the door, like a lot of salons out there are, it becomes a little bit like a production line where I don't think people, people come in, well, you know what it's like, people come and have a coffee, hang out yeah. and chat. You know, we probably chatted for 20 minutes before we fucking cut your hair the other day. Yeah. <laughs> About life. <laughs> uh, so, I guess it's a different kind of... I guess it's just not corporate. No. And that works for some people and doesn't for others. Yeah. But it's understanding who you are, knowing what you are. I mean, 
It's interesting, Nancy, because, you know, we, the book we're talking, we're doing at the minute, Mr. Mullins Mavericks, the title says everything to me. Because all the people that are going to be in the book are people that have got to know through the business or friends over the years, and they all are kind of Mavericks. You know, they're not normal people. <laughs> not, not that they're not normal people, that's the wrong thing to say. Uh, they're not civilians. Uh, I think they're not afraid to... Be themselves, yeah. yeah. And also, like, embrace that in the post day. A lot of people try to, you know, I, I, it's like, it's like that office environment. Yep. Dressed on Friday. Yeah. I mean, wow. <laughs> Who ever thought of that? <laughs> I mean, why not dress up Friday? Would that not be a better idea? Yeah. Go into the office in a dress. <laughs> <laughs> But it's so forced though, isn't it? It's, well, that's my yeah. whole point, yeah. you know? Nothing should ever be forced, no. You know, it's a natural progression, I believe in. Uh, so, yeah. And I, and I think people gravitate to that, the honesty of someone's personality. And because if you get on with someone, I mean, I've been coming to you for, who knows how long, 20 years. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I know exactly what I get from you. And, and you know, the, your personalities across everything. And I like it, you know, and that's why I come back. I'm glad, because some people don't. <laughs> but that's okay, isn't it? Oh, that's and weird, because I don't, don't really like want to deal with civilians. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And it's interesting, actually, when we move premises, uh, when we closed the shortage shop down, and I'd moved back to Kingston, before we moved into next door, I remember looking around the whole of Kingston, and we could have moved down to the marketplace or we could have moved down to a more prominent area at the time within Kingston. And I didn't, and I didn't want to because I knew I'd just be dealing with the public. Whereas London Road, you know, it, it is the only last independent street in Kingston. Yeah. You know, you have the almshouses there with the old people living in them. Yeah. There's actually houses in the town centre. The two houses which or next door to the shop, or still houses, and they're physically in Kingston Town Centre. You know, they're probably the only houses in the actual whole town centre. Yeah. And it is a community down that road. Uh, and I remember at the time thinking, if I go into Kingston, I'm just going to be dealing with people for the sake of doing them, and, you know, turning over to pay the rent. You know, not that the rent's cheap where we are now, but, you know, People seek us out. Yeah. In opposed to us being on the high street. You know, I was in Bendels the other day that most moved the post office down there. And I was looking around and it's like it's just like this really crazy soulless place, isn't it? Yeah. You know, there's loads of people there, but what are they actually doing? There's just like robots out walking around, killing time, aren't they? And I think, you know, where we are we're kinda of tucked away, but it's quite nice. Because as I say, people find us, you know, so... Yeah, and I think if they like you, they'll come back. Yeah, of course. And then that's, that's yeah. the way you build a relationship. Yeah, like anything. Yeah. yeah.